Hello, everyone. You're listening to Downtime, the podcast, season one, episode 13. Today, Billy and I will be talking about our top 10 games of the decade, as well as talking about our Christmas playlists. Let's get right into it. Hello, everyone. I'm Hunter Hannon. And I'm Billy Nuttle. Uh, Hunter, thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I thought I was guiding the conversation. <laughs> well, well, I'm not guiding anything. I'm just you, thanking yeah. you for letting me be. I'm trying to be gracious. I, I want to prompt you to thank me. Okay, do it. <laughs> Billy, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Is that not what you said the first time when I thanked you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is a work in progress. If you all did not notice, that was me doing the intro to the podcast. Yeah, I actually, I'm I'm done with downtime. <laughs> I'm very hands-off now. I'm no longer a producer officially, uh, so I don't deserve to host. Isn't now that right? I, yeah, I guess so. So <laughs> now it's 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 me. You got me, everybody. <laughs> yep. Uh, meanwhile, everything is still recording to my hard drive. So yes, it is. Yep. Uh, also, I definitely just clicked buttons while you told me what to do. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. You but guessed I, I, I did pretty know, well for a while. Yeah, I I knew what I was doing, but like. It's just I don't know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> also, the final difference that uh, none of you are going to know is that we're sitting in opposite seats now. I am in the host chair. <laughs> I don't like this view. I hate this I know, chair. Now, yeah, I have an entirely so different like outlook because now I realize like the times that we leave the door open just outside where we have this window, Like mm-hmm. I realize now that you could, like that's why it was probably a distraction for you oh, to have that door open. Oh, but like, yeah. to me, I was always like just looking at your eyes go over and I was like I don't know what he's looking at and I was like maybe so like did we leave the door open oh man ah <sighs> all right so today well welcome back uh thank you we Happy had a, we had a back. week off how was your Thanksgiving uh my Thanksgiving was pretty good I uh you know hung out with my family I ate some turkey yeah nice that's great same uh, did you did you go Black Friday shopping by chance? No, nah, my oh, I mean technically we did. We went to a small town, really. That's where my family lives uh, now. So it wasn't it wasn't really Black Friday as much as we hit the small businesses before it was small just business Friday. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, because there's a lot of good uh, game deals. Did you get any games or just? Uh... I did buy one game. Uh, I've been pretty interested in the series for a little bit. And it was one of the games on the PlayStation sale. I got Catherine Full Body. Oh. Have you heard of this game? I have heard of Catherine, but not Full Body. Maybe uh, just Partial Body. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Catherine Full Body is the like deluxe remake of the game Catherine. Oh, okay. Uh, and the story of the game is you play a man named Vincent who is dating a girl named Catherine... Uh, and then you cheat on Catherine with a girl named Catherine, and Catherine winds up being a succubus. A what? Uh, oh, do you not? Okay. I feel like I know that word, but it, it sounds vaguely like a kind of flower. <laughs> it is a sex demon. Oh. Uh, they participate in acts until their victim is just drained of energy and dead. Oh. But you never see any, at least I haven't gotten to any of that yet. You don't see any of that. Instead, what you see is when you dream at night, it's a puzzle game and you need to climb a block tower to get to the top before time runs out. Oh. So the game winds up being half dating sim, half puzzle game. Half reverse Tetris. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it just sounded like such a weird experience that I'm like, yeah, no, I'm in. Uh, And this version adds a third character to the game called Rin, R I N, and she is also called Catherine, but her name is spelt with a Q. Okay, yeah, I was gonna ask. I was like, Mm -hmm. is one Catherine with a K and like one with a C? Your original girlfriend is Catherine with a K. Okay. The demon is Catherine with a C. 
And then Catherine, a girl with amnesia who wants to play the piano, uh, her name starts with a Q. Okay. Why a Q? <laughs> uh, it's because what other letter would they choose? They could spell the the rest of the name different, like with a with like a Y at the end of it. Nah. Or something like that. <laughs> I guess you got to have like that front and center identifier, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then only refer to her by Rin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just throw all that out the window that we spelled it differently <laughs> by just calling her by a nickname. So that's the one game that I got for myself because I was like, I don't want to... This is a weird game, and while I know I'm only in it for the puzzles and how weird it is, my family might judge me for getting this anime dating sim game. Yeah. <laughs> I also only ended up buying one game, but I nice. had I had a list of games that I wanted to buy, which uh, were Days Gone, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and mm-hmm. um, Control, because Control was on sale at Target for like $25. Oh, nice. By the time I got to Target, it was it was already gone, Ooh. which kind of surprised me because I was like, I mean, I know people were like looking forward to playing this game, but mm-hmm. I would have thought like the small discount on like the new Call of Duty would have been like moms are like i need that new <laughs> call of duty for my son maybe it's because uh control did is sort of like a black sheep in the game of the year stuff oh yeah like a lot of people haven't played it and now it's 25 dollars. Yeah, it's been out for a while yeah. so like now's probably the time to get yeah i went to best buy first and days gone was gone oh <laughs> and uh i ended up only getting the resident evil 2 remake which i haven't started yet but okay. like i i really enjoyed seven and like it being remade and like looking really nice, I think, is what's gonna drive me to like play mm-hmm. it. Yeah, because I really did enjoy seven, but I think two looks it looks really really good. So I played a little bit of it for my streams earlier ah. in the year, uh, and I'm enjoying it. I like the mechanics. I like the it's it works like seven, except it's not first person. Yeah, that's the major difference. And also later in the game, there's the like stalking enemy. Mechanic. That's what I'm worried about because mm-hmm. I, I'm a scared. Same, <laughs> and I never got to that point because so. I always like, especially now that we've talked about this on the podcast like a million times. Like ever since we found out about like PT, how that thing is always behind yeah, you. Like I Resident Evil that. Seven, I always hated turning around, but like most of the time there was never really anything behind you. There was like mm-hmm. if there was something behind you, it was like it started like a cutscene where it turned you around like yourself. There's really nothing like right behind you. But uh, other than that, uh, what have you been playing this this past over the holiday break? Uh, I've not played much. My one thing of note that I want to talk about is uh, my family drove to the Michigan State football game on Saturday. Oh. Uh, so in the car ride, I wanted to try something dumb. So I brought Overwatch on my Switch, and I connected my Switch to my phone's mobile hotspot. And I played Overwatch. <laughs> how how was that on the car ride? Uh, well, I had the foresight to turn off gyro controls. Oh yeah, because uh, I've made that mistake back in the 3DS days of all of the sudden when the car turns, that affects your aiming. Like that's an actual thing that yeah. happens. Uh, so I turned off gyro controls. So I was mainly fighting with the sensitivity of my control sticks because I never realized like how often different that is from my PlayStation settings. (laughs) And then, because I am so used to holding it in my hands and playing like that with Gyro, uh, my Fara game was awful. And I kept, like, trying to look down physically to shoot people, but it didn't move, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So was uh, Overwatch on Switch pretty much all you played? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Overwatch on console. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, I also played a little bit of Overwatch the other day. I haven't played it in, like, weeks. Really? And uh, I finally went back. I won uh, every game that I played. I played, like, one game as tank, one game as uh, attack or damage, and one mm-hmm. as healer, all competitive, and I won all of them. Nice. I was really mad, though, because that Baptiste trophy that we're talking about with his alt, I almost got it. I had... I. I used it twice, and it was they were like the best uses I've ever used for some mm-hmm. reason, like randomly. Ugh. And um, I looked, uh, I like held like the touchpad, and like so you can like look and see how much damage you amplified. I was at fourteen hundred, and Ooh. I don't even know how much healing I had through it. So I was like, I am like 
hundreds off of like this. Is it two thousand or twenty five hundred? It's, it's two thousand. Okay. Oh, that's, that's achievable. Yeah, it was very oh. achievable, and I had my oh. alt, and like we were holding the point like insanely well. We were on Temple of Anubis like the first point still, and they were they only had like a minute left. Like we were mm-hmm. holding them back like the whole time, but then all of a sudden like everything was uh, there. The enemy Farah came and just knocked me out i tried to just throw down my alt because i was like i wonder if it would still register if like if my alt was there but i'm dead because i was like i'm about to die but i'm about to throw this here someone shoot 200 worth of damage through before it before i respawn yeah before i respawn <laughs> real quick somebody i almost got baptiste's other achievement which Ooh. is uh saving four people from death with one immortality field it was a competitive game. I was playing Baptiste. I, I'm i thinking about my next golden gun being Baptiste's. I have his. Which was sad, because I was thinking maybe it would be Torber Brigitta. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm still good with Brigitta, but I feel like I'm just better with Baptiste. I have, ah. I have every support's golden gun. Nice. And then random tanks and some <laughs> random... Da- I don't really play... <laughs> I randomly... Like, I was thinking about it, and I was like... I need, I was like, I ran out of, like, I play every single support, like, mm-hmm. a lot. Like, no matter, like, whatever the situation is. I finally got Zen's, he, not, like, I play Zen the least, but yeah. um, it happens. But I bought, like, Reaper's Golden Guns because I was like, because recently just, it like, when I play damage, like, for some reason it still has me at a very high skill level and I freak out when I it, when it puts me in damage because I'm like, they're going to yell at me. My teammates are going <laughs> to yell because I'm not that good. So I need to play, like, a character that can kill things fast. <laughs> So I'm like, now it'll look like I'm even better because they'll be like, oh, well, this Reaper has gold guns. <laughs> um, But, okay, so I throw down the immortality field because I hear Hanzo, Ugawar, oh, Tekio, no, yep. the double dragons. Mm-hmm. We're stuck in a gravity field. So I'm like- <laughs> That's like the only thing that can save you. There are five of us. Oh. Immortality field- I got this. So I throw it down. The dragon starts hitting us, and then our team Zenyatta throws his ultimate up. Oh, no. (laughs) Which heals us faster than the dragon can drop us. So Uh, no one got close to dying, and I didn't get the trophy. No. And I'm in team chat, and I'm like, oh, that should have been it. I mean, we're not dead, so I can't be too sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the worst where you're like, oh, well, oh. even if we would have lost that fight like altogether and like lost the point, I would have gotten that yeah. trophy or achievement. <laughs> yeah, like I would have done well for a second. But uh, other than Overwatch, I sunk myself back into Jedi Fallen Order. Nice. I still, I'm not a fan of the combat, but like overall, I really like that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished a story last night, or well, technically this morning at like 3 a.m. because... I don't know. I was doing something yesterday, and then I was just like, I still had my PlayStation on, and I was like, I'll just finish the story. I got to be mm-hmm. close. So I just it played like the last hour of it. Pretty good story. I like it. Um, I finally got to customize my the color of my lightsaber. Uh, I, I chose purple because Mace Windu is my favorite. Uh, I almost said hero because we were just talking about Overwatch, <laughs> but I guess he's, he's still a hero in my heart. <laughs> Shout out to you, Mace Windu. <laughs> Shout out to Samuel L. Jackson. The man who just wanted a purple lightsaber. <laughs> was that there the reason go. why? Yeah, no, he just really wanted a purple lightsaber. Oh, I thought like I always thought that was like such a unique thing too. I was like, oh, I was like, that's kind of like kind of cool. Everyone has like blue or green. Mm-hmm. I was like, he must have like worked really hard to get like that crystal in his. That is Samuel thing. Jackson, right? Yeah, that's his name. Why Samuel do I feel like L. that's Jackson? not? Why do, do people I feel normally like say the middle name? name? That's his name. Wait, Nick Fury. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's. Now you had me second guessing, so I was like, the more I said it, I was like, no, that doesn't sound right. Right, that's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> Samuel, uh, yeah. Right? I'm looking this up. No, it definitely is him. <laughs> I don't know what else it would be. I'm looking this up, sorry. <laughs> no, so I played through that. I still I played it through on the easiest difficulty, and I gotta say, the last couple of boss battles, I was still like close to dying. Like They make it yeah. very easy, uh, like the basic enemies like easy. But they just like make the uh, they make the bosses like attack you a little bit less and like do a little bit less damage to you. But like overall, it's pretty like similar. And I could like tell I was like I do not want to learn the combat like this well like for this game. Like I want to play through the story and like have fun and do all this stuff. But like for some reason, even normal was like 
why is this slug killing me? I'll, like, out of all these <laughs> things, like, this slug that's just on this planet is, like, gonna kill me because I suck. <laughs> I lost in the tutorial puzzle to Catherine twice. Oh. I got two game overs immediately. <laughs> I'm like, I really didn't expect this this fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking at... Uh... Getting the platinum in Jedi Fallen Order—it's a lot. It's pretty easy. Okay. There, there is no difficulty trophy, so like I don't have to play Ooh, the game on like hard. That's nice. So I already have the gold for um, completing the story. I just got to go and do some collectible hunting, do some random mm-hmm. uh, like kick an enemy to death. Nice. I don't know. That reminds me of God of War, because I was astounded at how easy that game was to platinum. Oh yeah. Like you, there's no second playthrough required. There's no difficulty achievement. It's really just collecting and upgrading everything. I feel like that's ha- kind of how it should be. Like if you have like a sort of game that's like competitive in nature, like require, like you want it to require skill. I guess like having some sort of like difficulty trophies. But I hate the ones where like you hear about like uh, one of the Wolfenstein games where like you have to play it on the hardest difficulty and like. If you die, you get reset back to the first level. Like, you got to play it all in, like, one thing. I hate... uh, The reason that I didn't include Arkham Origins in my Arkham playthrough is because that game has an achievement where you need to be on the hardest difficulty and not die for a playthrough. It's called I Am the Knight, which is an epic name uh, for a nightmare that's not worth it to me. I feel like there should be a way to have those, like, really difficult things. Because, like, to me, a Platinum Trophy or, like, all, like, the gamers or whatever you're playing Mm -hmm. on, I feel like that signifies, like, how much time you, like, put into that game. Because I feel like if someone makes, like, a Platinum way too hard, like, that just means I'm going to stop playing your game early. I do like the way that Spider-Man did it. Oh, yeah. Where their New Game Plus and their difficulty trophies were, were, like, add-on content. Yeah. So you didn't have to get those for the platinum trophy Mm -hmm. i do like that yeah Yeah. like it's respectful yeah so i think i haven't i haven't gotten back into death stranding yet okay i that's gonna be my next thing i'm not sure if i want to go like collectible hunting in jedi fallen order first or if i want to just try to like get through the story of death stranding i feel like i'm close to being done with death stranding because like uh i was watching like a review and it was just like the first like Half of the game is all cutscenes. The middle, like, 35 hours is, like, the boring gameplay. <laughs> and then it was, like, then the last, like, st- like five hours is, like, all cutscenes again. And I was like, I need to get to that cutscene area so I can just sit there and watch it. Because, <laughs> so like, I feel like I'm pretty close. Pop some popcorn. Yeah. Like, I've done my job. I wish it would, like, warn you. It's just, like, warning. Like, go get a snack. Or, like, go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> this is about to go on for, like, three hours. Because I didn't... <laughs> I did not expect that when, well, like, when the game starts, like, you go mm-hmm. through, like, basically, like, a three-hour, like, movie, basically. Yeah, like, uh, Hideo Kojima, his last game, the final cutscene was two and a half hours, wasn't it? Was it really? I think so. Oh. I think it was just a movie. Oh. <laughs> basically. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how this game started, because, like, at first I was worried because, like, a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, that also started with, like, a really, like, slow, like intro thing i mean you were still playing but you mm-hmm. were like walking around in the snow and it was really boring yeah, that was but all i integrated. like walking around in the snow and death stranding better <laughs> oh wow i don't hot know take. yeah hot take <laughs> there's just something about having like a multitude of packages on your back and not a cowboy hat that just really mm-hmm. like sells it for me damn great <laughs> <laughs> so you had the idea of uh, like <laughs> i know you're not producing this anymore but you had the idea of us going over our um our top 10 games of the decade. I sent you a text last night at like 11:30. At 11:30 and I'm like, okay, two things. One, make a list of your top 10 games of the decade. Two, you're, you're hosting. hosting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, what did I say? I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you to host the podcast and then also gave you a segment for it. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Yeah, what, oh, I said, yeah, oh, shoot, okay. <laughs> uh, so the story behind this is uh, I stream on Wednesdays, and we were going to stream last night, and we prepared our lists for that. Uh, but then what happened was the internet at D- Deerfield stopped working for, oh, like, no. everyone. It was laggy all night. I think it's because, you know, finals. It's that, yeah. It's that time of the year. 
we're all writing papers online. <laughs> uh, so we wound up not streaming, but I made the list. I still want to talk Did about it. Did you check it, it twice? Because nope. it's getting to that time of I year. I didn't organize it in any sort of order. Yeah, the thing is, is like, that's what I was thinking about. And I was like, shoot, I was like, I don't, I, I was like, I kind of don't want to make myself just like give myself the freedom of making like a top 10 list of games mm-hmm. of the decade. Like, because I feel like I would list like all the ones that came out in like the past like two years. So I kind of forced mm-hmm. myself to um, pick like one per year. But I started in 2009 because. Because when I started looking up games that came out in 2010, I was looking at all of them and I was like, I was like, I could say like Red Dead Redemption, but I was like, but I barely played that. I played it on 360 for like a little bit. So how do you want to go through our list, do you think? Oh, man. I'm organizing my list right now. I know what my number one is. That's what's important. Oh, you wanted to rank them like your number one game of the last decade? Yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm I don't organizing know. right now. Okay. Well, I can Ooh. just go through my list. So I started in 2009, so I'm gonna I have a top 11 because mm-hmm. I also I counted this year too. But so in 2009, I put uh, Uncharted 2: Among Thieves. Great game, can't complain. 2010 was yeah, I was talking about it because I <laughs> I put Lego Harry Potter years one through four. <laughs> Because that I looking looking at the list of games that came out in 2010, I was like, there's nothing on here that I like really really liked or like played a lot that would be like worth it for me. So, but I was like, I've played Lego Harry Potter years one through four probably like three times through. So I was like, that that's a great game. <laughs> um, 2011, uh, Infamous two. Uh, that one introduced like ice powers and stuff, other than the uh, normal like just electric powers. You could also have like fire. Um, what game was that? Infamous Two. So I... that Sony exclusive Infamous, the like superhero game. I think I played that. Paul McGrath. I definitely you don't, don't know, know him now. Uh, I think I played that at like a demo PlayStation at a Target once. Yeah, that seems like a game that they'd have on demo. Yeah. There. Uh, 2012, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Okay. That's like okay. my favorite Call of Duty of all time. I love the zombies mode in that. I played way too much in that. Um, 2013, The Last of Us. I decided to go with that instead of The Last of Us, like, remastered for a different year because I felt like it was mm-hmm. unfair to do that. <laughs> I We talked about this last night when making lists as well of uh, if we would include remasters. And yeah. my thought process is I feel like... It needs to add enough to stand on its own. Yeah. Like, Catherine Full Body added Rin. It added, whole, like, an entirely yeah. different section and story arc to the game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's basically a new game right there. Yeah. Cause but, that's, yeah, I was torn, too, because, like, my next one for 2014 is Destiny. But, like, in reality, I liked the first big expansion of the first Destiny, like, the Taken King that came out mm-hmm. in 2015. But I was like... I don't know. I was like, I'm just gonna put Destiny because I was like, that whole that game as a whole though. Mm-hmm. If you what... buy the game now, that's what you get though, right? Is uh, if that you bought the, the base Taken Destiny, King? I'm pretty sure you'd get all of it. Yeah, I would. I would hope so. I don't know. I never understood get the Destiny games because now it's free to well, play, but there's yeah. also an expansion you pay for that's a whole different game. Yeah, they've got like. They, it's because the way they used to do it was they'd have like huge expansions like mm-hmm. think of like a world of warcraft like yeah. a whole like new planet and like new missions and stuff they'd have those and then they'd have like smaller ones that were like maybe like fifteen dollars that like added maybe like a planet but like not as many like missions or like not a new raid and stuff like that but then mm-hmm. now they're like okay they're like what we're gonna do to make it easier they're like the whole like base game is free we have these big expansions that come out every year that's like the price of a full new game and you're getting like a full new game of content but like throughout it, like you can buy this annual pass that you're gonna get those small little DLCs that like we would normally like charge you fifteen dollars a piece just to make it a little bit easier. And that way like okay. uh content comes out more frequently and like on time as well. Nice. Uh twenty fifteen until dawn. Okay. That's my favorite okay. game. Twenty sixteen, no surprises here, uh Overwatch. Okay. <laughs> Um, 2017, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, 2018, God of War, and then 2019, I, w- I was, like, stuck because I was, like, I just, like, I literally right now just finished Jedi Fallen Order, and I was, like, <laughs> I haven't finished uh, Death Stranding yet, but I put Death Stranding, though, just because it does some stuff differently. Mm-hmm. I really like the way it looks. Also, the... 
I don't mind the way it plays. I thought, I don't know. I feel like I'm being like weird about it though, because like I like that, <laughs> I like that game, but like I don't, I still don't know like why. I think it's just because like it's a thing that it's so divisive that I was like, I want to be that guy that likes that game. <laughs> but, I want to plant my but, like, flag do, here. Yeah, but I do generally. I was like, I don't mind like running around like this because sometimes like other games I could be like, oh that checkpoint is so far away but like this game i'm like oh my gosh that is actually like a real half hour away like <laughs> at least if and there's like it's probably more because there's probably like dead people there that i don't want to deal with because my baby is getting fixed uh, it, my baby's getting the software update so i don't have it to see the dead people oh spoiler alert wow so i didn't I, know that was a thing that that just happens for like one tiny part of the game <laughs> oh okay but um yeah, that's that's my list of the past decade. I was thinking about it, I was like, a lot of really, really, really good games have come out in the last like decade. Mm-hmm. Like of like of all time, like these games. Absolutely, you could say enough for two different top ten lists. You have two different top ten lists. No, I have one top ten list. But oh, yours I have is the, the other one. one. Okay, yeah. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours is probably completely different than mine. Maybe. Uh, well, let's let's, let's find let's out. find out. Uh, so at my number ten game, I put Portal Two. Ah. Uh, I love the Portal series. Have you partook? I... Partaken? Mm, actually, no, I have. Really? Yeah, surprisingly. Okay. I when I first got a laptop and it could handle decent games, uh, I got Portal and Portal Two immediately. Cause even when I didn't, couldn't play those games, I just watched other people play them, and I just absorbed myself in everything about. Those games, Portal 2 meant so much to me for a while. <laughs> it is a wonderful game. I highly recommend you play it. Okay. Uh, I, I've always thought about it because <clears throat> puzzle games are fun. Mm-hmm. I like them. Absolutely. And that one has a good sense of humor about itself. I enjoy it. Uh, number nine, The Stanley Parable. You talked about this la- or the last episode. You and... Uh, um. Roman talked about that, but... Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm i sad, because since we've talked about it, the game has announced that it's being delayed. Uh... Originally, it was going to come out before the end of 2020, but they posted a video where the narrator from the game was reading fan mail, and all of the fan mail was like, I'm just super worried about the quality of the game. I don't want it to be compromised, and I haven't heard anything for a while, so I'm saying you should just delay it. And the video started out like reading that and being like, nope, don't worry. I assure you we're on the right track and we will release soon. <laughs> and then it ended with, you know what? Based on fan outcry, I get it. We're going to take more time. So it was doing a sort of smart ass way of being like, we're delaying the game. Oh. Which is honestly the most Stanley Parable way <laughs> to do anything. Uh, I'm going to finally tell you about this because it's no longer coming out anymore. I wanted to do a segment on downtime where I got three different people to do a playthrough of the Stanley Parable. I, for a while, debated doing an entire episode of downtime only about this game. (laughs) Because what happens is you start the game uh, and there's a narrator telling you that everyone in your office has disappeared. Uh, so then he narrates you going through the hallways and trying to figure out what's happened. Um, and if you like follow his instructions, listen to him, you learn that there's a mind control facility and you're only happy with your boring dead end job because they want you to be happy with your boring dead end job. And it ends with you shutting down the mind control facility and then a wall opens up into like a beautiful world and you are free. And that takes about 15 minutes to do. Oh, uh, the main crux of the game is whether you want to listen to the narrator or not. And the first chance that you get to do this is you walk into a room and he says, Stanley walked into a room with two doors. Stanley entered the door on his left and it lets you choose. And the more you fight against the narrator, the more you, uh, like, try to break him and not do what he says, the funnier the dialogue gets. And he really just starts questioning your authority and even in some que- some cases, like, questioning the person playing the game. <laughs> There's a really funny Easter egg where you can just walk in a broom closet and stand there for a while and every now and then the narrator will come back and eventually he's just like... 
Okay, I'm pretty sure you've died. So, <laughs> uh, hello, anybody near this PC console or whatever he's playing this game on, please remove the corpse and exit the broom closet. <laughs> we need to continue the game. <laughs> you know what would be awful is it's if that so actually good. happened and the player did die <laughs> while playing it. <laughs> And then, like, the person comes in, like, a family member comes in and finds the dead body there. And, like, the narrator's that just yelling, be... like, remove this dead body out of oh, here. Oh, God, that would be horrifying. Especially since someone, like, that doesn't understand <laughs> video games would be like, uh, this video game, like, murdered my <laughs> brother or whatever. Oh, God. So the game is basically that, and it turns into this meta context of uh, do your choices in video games matter? It's an exploration of uh, game design and development, and it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I highly recommend anyone plays that game. It, you won't be disappointed. I love it so much. That's my number nine. Okay. Uh, number eight is Super Mario Galaxy, the first one, not the second. Okay. The first one nails the space aesthetic that they're going for. The second is like their gravity's weird, but there are cloud backgrounds everywhere, so it's fine. Okay. I haven't played mm-hmm. uh Super Mario Galaxy okay. ever. Okay. Uh after that I have Bioshock Infinite just cuz I love the story and the ending to that game is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's great and wonderfully put together. Uh God of War. Beautiful game. Def- yes. Uh, I loved the like one take that they did for all the cutscenes. It was oh, great. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight, it, you just feel so good and powerful <laughs> the whole time. It's beautiful. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, because I like exploring, and it's massive, and they give you a lot to do, and like every little detail in that game is something, and it turns into something. Uh, the Last of Us, how could I not? Yeah. How could I not? Decade-defining game. <laughs> I went through the whole game, and I thought that I knew the ending to the game. Like, I thought it was spoiled for me. I thought I knew it was going to happen. And then I actually got to the game, to the end of the game, and what winds up happening, what choice is made, is so much more jaw-dropping. Yeah. <laughs> like, it hurts. And I still... The, like none of the trailers for part two have really like addressed what happens directly after the ending oh, at all. Oh no, they have not touched on it at all. <laughs> I'm terrified about that. Yeah. I cannot wait. Ooh, I want to see that conflict. Um, so then my number two, Breath of the Wild, wonderful. I enjoy it. I love hearing about the design aspects and uh, all the little details that are put into it. And then number one, how could it not be? It's Overwatch. Yeah, it's always been Overwatch. Yep, that's it. this whole whole show. Wrap it up. It's all Overwatch <laughs> all the time. It's all over. Watch, watch. just watch. It's just over. watch. It's <laughs> over now too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, were you, be honest, were you waiting my whole list for me to mention Overwatch? I honestly forgot, because oh, okay. I, I figured it was going to be on there, mm-hmm. but, yeah. yeah. And that was, it was such a hard, like, thing to make this list to. At first, I was an idiot, and, like, when I was, like, when you said decade, like, I was thinking, like, two decades. Like, I was thinking, like, the last, like, <laughs> so I was like, shoot, I was like, what came out in 2000? I was like, what was I playing? If we could go two decades, I kid you not, Spongebob Squarepants Battle for Bikini Bottom would be on my list. Yeah, I feel like some dumb TV game or, like, movie game that wasn't Whoa. good would be. Battle for Bikini Bottom is actually fantastic. Yeah, I hear a lot of good things about it. I have not, like, I did not own that game as a kid for some reason, mm-hmm. which kind of surprises me. I would recommend getting the, uh, getting rehydrated the rehydrated version. Rehydrated version, yeah. Because they, that game uh, was created with seasons one and two of SpongeBob in mind, which is the good classic oh, SpongeBob. Yes. Mwah. Uh, by the way, there are two collector's editions announced for SpongeBob SquarePants Rehydrated. What what are they? Uh, one of them comes with uh, some like vinyl artworks. I think maybe an artwork book, the game, uh, a statue of SpongeBob, and my favorite edition, a pair of socks. 
just like a pair of socks like normal socks <laughs> or like do they look like SpongeBob? they're modeled after the collectible socks that you get for patrick throughout the game oh that's yeah. kind of interesting i really want to get it just for that but i can't justify spending because i'd be spending like 40 on the game itself i can't justify spending a hundred dollars extra just to get a pair it's of for socks. socks yeah no <laughs> um and then the better version comes with uh, little keychains of all the tiki's that are in the game, which are very cute and well made, and then also an extra two extra side statues that connect to the sides of the SpongeBob one, one for Sandy and Patrick. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It was pretty neat. Yeah, making this list was pretty difficult, but oh, I yeah. I did throw some honorable mentions at the bottom because oh, like really? yeah, so like Minecraft Xbox 360 mm-hmm. edition that was like. I never thought that I would like Minecraft. Like, I was like, that game looks stupid. It's 8-bit, looks old. I was like, who wants to walk around and do that? Apparently me until, like, 3 a.m. every single night while I was in high school. everyone loves that. Yeah. Uh, Firewatch was one that uh, I really, really liked that mm -hmm. I wanted to include on here just because, like, that game was, like, people didn't like how it was. It was probably, like, a $30 game, but it was only, like, a five-hour, like, experience, and people were kind of, like, mad at that, but, like, I enjoyed that experience. I remember it was it was cool to think like not know anything about that game and like walk around and like mm-hmm. think that it was going to be like a horror game and like think that something was going to like pop out of you but like literally it was just this story of you talking to the person at the ranger station or whatever. I love for a similar reason. Have you played What Remains of Edith Finch? No. Very good. But like that game also uh there's two other ones that like I always like throw into like the same category. Mm-hmm. Um the Vanishing of Ethan Carter is one. Is the other one like Gone Home or something? Gone Home is one of them, but also uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture is another okay. one. Okay. They're like the, people call them walking simulators, mm-hmm. but it's like really just like an interactive like world where you're just like yeah. figuring stuff out. Yeah, and you get to sort of explore at your own pace. You get to see the environment. Except and for, yeah, my, story. my worst nightmare came to fruition with um, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter because I like after, I played that one like after I played like some of the other ones. And I was like, oh, I always think it's going to be scary, but it's not. I walk in to like this like underground area and like I see like a figure like in the distance. And like before I knew it, like he just appears immediately like up in my face. And like I freaked out. And I was like, I can't play this part. I was like, <laughs> I will not be able to, like, finish this. I was like, I cannot go through. I, like, turn the volume down and, like, close my eyes and, like, look away to, like, walk through the one area. Because I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was, especially because I was not expecting it. I was like, this game was not scary the whole time I was playing it until right now. <laughs> and I was like, now I'm terrified. And now I am done with this game. Great. Yeah. Cool. No, <laughs> I, I did go back and uh, play all of it, though. Um, what are some other games I have in here? Well, I, like, obviously, like, I want to shout out, like, the, the Tomb Raider games were good, the ones that came mm-hmm. out. Like, Just Cause 3 was good. Oh, yeah. Um, The Witness, we played that on Downtime. Yes. Very good game. Oh, I love The Witness so much. Um, what are, uh, Resogun, we played that this season on Downtime. I had you play it with me for oh, Golden yeah. Games. I remember that. Uh, Uncharted 4 I put on here, too, because Unchar- I, I put Uncharted 2 on here just because it mm-hmm. was, like... It was 2009, so that was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Uncharted 4, just because that was my favorite. Like my favorite one was Uncharted 4. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it was a very satisfying story. Oh yeah. My one gripe with Uncharted 4 is I feel like it didn't have enough set pieces, which is weird to say because Uncharted 3 was nothing but set pieces. Yeah. So much so that like they created the sequences they wanted, f- and then they shoehorned them into the story (laughs) um but i feel like you were right to put uncharted 2 up top because that had some very good like cinematic moments and things that you did but at the same time it still worked overall as a story yeah yeah um put overcooked down here (laughs) just because i was trying to think i was like i was like what's defining like the decade to me and i was like Mm -hmm. but honestly i was like i had some of my most fun like playing like a co-op game like overcooked i was like that was really it was really like interesting to do, like especially because like mm-hmm. playing with like uh, my younger sister who like doesn't play video games, but like she wants to play like Overcooked because like it's just funny to like run around and be like I, I need that I need that <laughs> burger cooked and they're like oh the kitchen's on fire. <laughs> Another good one like that, uh, Snipper Clips for the Switch. Oh, I put that on here too. So good. Snipper Clips is like one of my Ooh. favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. I had a night where it was three of us and we just blasted through all of the four player puzzles. It was so frustrating and I loved it. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure I played um I played like all those four uh player like modes on uh because that was right when I got my Switch, so I wanted to take advantage of, like, I used the kickstand, and we all played it Ooh. on the small, like, screen for <laughs> some reason. Look at us, how yeah. fancy. Yeah, look, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the second time that's happened, like, to me this week. We did that in a WMHW meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put Resident Evil 7 on here. Quantum Break was good. I also put uh, Super Mario Odyssey was another one. Mm. That was the first and like only game I had for Switch when I bought my Switch. Um, I completed Odyssey. Oh, like complete, complete. I got all the moons. So did my my roommate, and I was like, I do not want to do that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I it was funny to like to see because me and him got it like the night it came out, and it was funny to see like how different people like play because like mm-hmm. I was on like the fourth or fifth like kingdom, and he was like on the second because he was like trying to like look for everything. I did sort of a marriage of the two, so I would make some story progress, and then depending on the world, uh, if I wanted to, I'd explore it a bit more, find another handful of moons, and then be like, okay, that was fun. Now I'm ready to move mm-hmm. on. Uh, so I always like stuck around and explored a bit, and then when I got closer to the end, that's when I was like, okay, maybe let's go back for a world. Yeah. Uh, and the nice thing about the game is I don't remember using a guide for that much of it. I think there was only like a small handful of moons for each world where I was like, I'm just lost here. What yeah. is this one? Mm-hmm. Um, but like it was super easy to get a large portion of those. Oh that, yeah. That made it great. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was this this decade I'm like curious now because like the next one I think uh it's going to be interesting cuz we're about to get brand new consoles like right at the start mm-hmm. of a decade so Oh yeah. It's going to be pretty interesting. I saw a tweet from Phil Spencer the head of Xbox. I guess he brought his project Scarlet home this past week Ooh. and he was like I've been he's like I've been using it for like all my stuff or whatever like recently and like I thought that was like interesting because I was like that's crazy that like because like the whole backwards compatibility like stuff that everyone's like focusing on like he can just like take that prototype home and just use it for everything oh absolutely that's so crazy to me (laughs) at first my first thought would be like yeah brought that project Scarlet home what did you use it on nothing has released for it yeah (laughs) are you playing (laughs) prototypes that was like when I when I uh, pre-ordered like my PS4 and like I had like the games came out like before the console so I was like I just had these games sitting on the shelf and I was like can't mm-hmm. play these. Yep. Can't play these yet. There you go. Um did you know when uh the Nintendo Switch came out more copies of Breath of the Wild for Switch sold than actual Switch consoles? Oh, well I mean it didn't it come out on Wii U also. No copies. Oh, copies the for Switch. the Switch. Yeah. Oh, oh, because well, wasn't the Switch was like sold out, so people were probably yep. buying up the games, and they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna get the Switch eventually, so yep. might as well just get this game before that sells out too." Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I think I want to talk about. Do you have? We have a big break coming up. Well, mm-hmm. also you're graduating, so I you have, have a massive. Uh, you have break a massive coming break up. coming up. Um, the length of it is determined by me. <laughs> Ugh. I won't scare you with talking about that, but I Thank will. You. I will talk about um, how do you schedule like when a big break like this is coming up? Do you have certain things that you want to get done video game wise? Is there something when you want to go back to or play? Uh, I do have a short list of games that I would like to complete. I've always wanted to go back to Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, like I think at this point just start from the beginning. Yeah, work my way through that fully. Um, so I do have a few games like that. I always want to go back to Fallout because I feel bad that I bought the DLC and then didn't open or download most of it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think I'm, as far as it goes for new games, besides Catherine, I'm caught up with all the new stuff that I have and I've wanted to play, so that's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think my plan right now is to get through finals week and then... uh, when I have free time this finals week also, because I feel like some of it's not that busy for me, so I'll just have like whole days off where I don't have finals mm-hmm. or anything. So I think I'm going to use that time to probably go in Platinum, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Nice. Finish the story of Death Stranding. I, I'm very interested in trying to get the Platinum and Death Stranding because I'm trying to like, I have a lot of Platinum trophies, but I've been recently like thinking like, I want quality over quantity like now, like 
mm-hmm. certain games that are like super easy. Like obviously, like if I like the game and it has like a platinum that's definitely attainable and in like a good amount of time, I want to do it. But like also, like a game like Overwatch, like that platinum is a very hard one to get. And I was like working on that one for years and finally got it after three years of the game being out. And like that felt, it felt so satisfying when that like popped up because I was like, I never thought that I would actually get this. This is an interesting question. When Overwatch 2 comes out, what are they doing for trophies? Because your progress for trophies won't carry over. I think it's going to be, well, they will probably have like complete this mission, complete this mission, mm-hmm. um, level up this hero to this, use, they might actually have like, those different abilities for every hero, like, in the story missions, like, using those to do certain things, like, Mm -hmm. certain actions in-game. So, like, roll over ten enemies in one use of May's, like, ice ball, like, thing that she's doing. Do you think there's going to be uh, a nightmare trophy along the lines of fully upgrade every hero? I hope so, because I feel like that's that doesn't sound like a nightmare to me, because that seems like the replayability that I want from, like, that mm-hmm. sequel anyway. Like, I play every hero anyway to try to get their trophies for this, so, like, why not, okay. like, play it to where I'm actually just going to level up without having to need to do a specific skill of that, like, character. Mm-hmm. Um, Other than that, I'll probably start to get into Resident Evil 2 as soon as I finish um, uh, what I have now. And then probably I'm excited my VR is back at home. I have hey. Beat Saber. Nice. So... I'm stuck on a level in the story because they... Beat Saber? Yeah. Beat Saber has a campaign where, like, you work through to unlock, like, more songs. Okay. And I there's, like, I think there's, like, a hundred levels because it, like, goes off into weird, like, paths. So, like, you will do, like, one level and that could unlock, like, two ways to go. Like, it'll be, like, level 6A and level 6B, but they can be connected to different stuff. So that there's multiple ways to get to the end if, like, you're not good at, like, one certain thing. But, like, mm-hmm. they have these modifiers on these levels. And, like, the one that I'm stuck on is it will go, um, you need to have a certain, like, arm travel distance. Like, it'll track the distance that you're waving your arms. And, like, so this this song wants you to, like, move your arms, like, 200 meters or something like that. And I was, like... How is this like doing this? Because like normally, like I will just like hit hit the things like mm-hmm. normally. But I was like, I need to over exaggerate. Like in <laughs> in between stuff, I need to like just start moving my arms because you see the <laughs> counter going up. And so I look like a maniac when there's no like notes coming, and I'm like waving my arms around. Here's what you do: uh, one, just lock your elbows, <laughs> just like outstretched whole time. Yeah, and then that's a lot of travel distance there. Two for the in between portions, just windmill. Yeah, that I literally started doing that both arms windmilling, yeah. and I was like, "This is," so, I was like, "I'm <laughs> gonna throw up." <laughs> I don't have. There was uh, when the Wii came out, they had carnival games for the Wii. Oh yeah, and there was uh, the test your strength game was in there, and the strategy that I wound up using for the game was I just windmilled my arm to charge up until I was at full power, and then all I'd have to do is time it. The blood rushes to your hand <laughs> so fast. Uh, yeah, oh, another God. one of the modifiers that like I was not anticipating was, you know the arrows on the blocks? Mm-hmm. They will slowly start to disappear as they get closer to you. So you need to memorize what direction you need to be hitting these blocks in. Okay. And For it's, like, because uh, the chorus is always the same pattern. Yeah, so you're yeah. going to need to like start to just memorize. Well, because... I'm always focusing on the blocks that are, like, coming up, like, next, and, like, I don't know what's behind them, and so it's so hard when, like, the arrow disappears by the time I get to the next block, and I was like, I do not know what to do, so you just gotta, like, guess, mm-hmm. and it's it's easier than I thought for some of them, but I'm just, like, anticipating it being, like, extremely hard for one of, like, the last levels or something. Okay. Yeah, That's so, fun. Yeah. Looking forward to getting back into VR. Um, Lastly... We're we're getting we're getting close to our time. Oh, we are. Wow, and look at that. I wanted to go over some of your you're leaving. Yep. You're graduating. Goodbye. <laughs> what what are some? I'm leaving of, right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, get back here. <laughs> One last thing. I'm uh, closing the door. What are some of your favorite memories from either the downtime podcast or the show? Oh man, it's been really fun. So I created the intro for the show where it's me saying, "Hey everybody," and every time I said that to start out a segment. Yeah. 
Uh, so one of my favorite memories was realizing that I do start every segment with "Hey everybody." <laughs> when I first started editing the show, and I hosted like four out of five segments, and I just had to put them all together, and all of a sudden it was "Hey everybody," "Hey everybody," "Hey everybody." I'm like, oh, wow, I have one thing. Cool. So that was funny to watch. Uh, the other thing that really just sort of brought me back was for season, the first season where we did Bargain Bin Games, which I believe was season two of the show. Uh, for episode five, uh, the host of the show at the time, Josh Biddick, he was the guest. We had to record that segment three times. And the way that I showed this in the final edit was I used... The first take where the audio was horrible and didn't work, so it was just a horribly muted, and it was still "Hey everybody," <laughs> and you just like couldn't quite make us out. And I'm like, "Oh, did this export wrong?" And then it does like a static and a cut to the second attempt, and it's like, "Hey everybody, I'm Billy Nuttle." You know what you haven't done before, Josh? And I make some lame joke about how it's his first time on Bargain Bin Games. Uh, And then we cut to the game, and the game is horribly glitchy. (laughs) Like, the screen isn't working at all. Uh, It's cutting between menus and the title screen. And that's because my that's when my Elgato started failing. Oh. That's when I realized my laptop can't record game footage anymore. (laughs) Uh, which is also the turning point in when we started using Ryan Erskine was the following season after that. Or, no, uh, we used Jeff for season three, and then when Ryan was involved in Mm. season four, we started using him. Uh, So that was fun. And then finally we did a cut, and it's like, hey, Josh, you know what you haven't done two times already (laughs) is be on Bargain Bin Games. (laughs) So it's like, oh, great. I still have that wonderfully lame sense of humor. Cool. <laughs> um, but beyond that, it's always fun. Uh, it's just always a great group of people that shows up to film the show. And even behind the scenes, we're all talking about whatever. We're having conversations about our favorite games and uh, like our favorite gameplay moments. And it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because, like, when I first got involved, like, it never felt like we were, like, filming a show. It just mm-hmm. felt like like we were all just there. Like, the show was something that we were doing, but, like, mm-hmm. it was really just, like, an interaction between, like, everybody else. Yeah, and that's how I was first introduced to it. And then I became producer, and I saw how much running around there is behind the scenes oh. to make it come off that casual to everyone <laughs> else. You're making I'm me like, scared. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah, so now for those of you who don't know... Myself and mm-hmm. uh, Ryan are going to be producing the next season of Downtime. Yeah, I'm excited to watch, and I will watch. You w- you will be watching. Yeah, send me the episodes. Okay. I'll judge. I'll give you notes. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. So yeah. we're yeah we're in early talks of what we're going to be doing the next season. Mm-hmm. I've uh, heard some plans. Yeah, I don't know. We're I feel like we're like pretty open to doing whatever, but we always have been. Yeah. <laughs> Well, any, anything, what are your final words for, for downtime? Uh, well, I'd, I'd like to say thanks for watching the show and thanks for listening to the podcast. Great. Yeah. You've been listening to Downtime, the podcast. I'm Hunter Hannon. Uh, and I, for the last time, am Billy Nuttle. I'm getting a name change after this. <laughs> I'm changing <laughs> I'm my For name. the last time. Yeah, this is the last time I'm Billy Nuttle, legally. And this is also going to be our last episode of the Downtown Podcast for this semester. We will be back next semester with more great content. Hope you spend more of your downtime with us. <laughs> <laughs>